Welcome to our next lesson in Galatians commentary. Today we'll be in Galatians chapter 6 and we'll do part 1 of practice of Christian living. So let's get started. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible reads, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with the instructor. So let's take this verse by verse and Chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible reads, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. For the longest time, I used to read this verse from individual lens, as in I. But when we look at this from a corporate or communal standpoint, this scripture really opens up. Now, going back to the context of Galatians, you have a group of people who have infiltrated this community saying that in order for them to be the people of God, they have to follow the Old Testament identity markers, including circumcision. Otherwise, they are secondary or second-class citizens. So now Paul's response to that is that in and through Jesus' death and resurrection, he has launched new creation in the midst of the old. Jesus has fulfilled the law and has now launched new exodus. Now, who are part of this new exodus? Well, all nations. So the Jew plus Gentile, one family of all nations. And so as a community, they are no longer in Egypt enslaved, but rather free. And yet they're not fully in the promised land yet. They are traveling in the midst of the old creation. And yet new creation is here. And so... As a community, restore those that go back to Egypt or wanting to go back to Egypt. In fact, that word sin, the Greek word hamartia, is missing the mark. The mark, what mark? What mark are we missing? Well, we're missing the mark of being God's image bearers, of being God's people, right? But Jesus has redeemed and, and has brought us out of Egypt through his precious blood. And so now we can actually live out new creation in the midst of the old, but some of us might want to go back to Egypt, might miss the mark. And so as a community, as we walk by the Holy Spirit, that we are gently restoring the person to not go back to Egypt, but instead to live out new creation in the present time. With the uh, warning that as a community, we shouldn't get taken in by us missing the mark. Now, there's certainly an individual component to this verse in its application, but notice how when we think communally, it does open up where it doesn't put the burden all on one individual. Man, I gotta restore my friend to the faith. Oh man, that's a burden I have to carry. Well, yes, but in, in, um, in, in partnership with the people of God, the community. In verse two, Paul continues and says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Again, speaking as a community, 
we're not just um, solo Christians running this Christian race all by ourselves, but instead we're part of a community, the, the new exodus, the, the redeemed a people of God, the one family of all nations. So what does that mean? Carry each other's burdens. Well, there's a few layers of meaning to this verse. That, and I think when we unpack them, they're really amazing. The first one is that, again, remember, we are now living out new creation in the midst of the old. Now, what I'm about to say shouldn't surprise any of us. The Christian life is difficult as it is. But again, why is it difficult? Because we're living a new creation lifestyle in the midst of the old. We're swimming upstream. And so I think Paul is saying that as new exodus, redeemed people of God who live new creation in the midst of all, it's hard enough. So let's help each other carry this burden of living out the lifestyle of new creation today in the midst of the old as a community, as a people of Christ. And there's another layer of meaning is that word burden. Uh, if you look at Luke chapter 11, verse 46, Jesus says, and you experts in the law, woe to you because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. I think Paul is using that word burden intentionally to speak to these infiltrators that have infiltrated this community placing undue burdens that in order for them to be the people of God, they have to get circumcised and practice all covenant identity markers. Now let's talk about these burdens because I think that's important. Let's look at Acts 15 verse 28. And that's a whole nother lesson in itself um, because it's speaking to this council that took place in Jerusalem, speaking really to the problem of the Jew plus Gentile, one family of all nations. But in Acts 15 verse 28, the Bible reads, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you, there's that word again, with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Now for us, we read this and we're like, what in the world is this about? This is the lifestyle of renewed people of God. So going back to Galatians 6, Paul is saying, carry each other's burdens, the practice of the new exodus, renewed people of God. Now, this really is so key in this day and age today, because for us today, the message often that can float around is that as a Christian, you don't have to do anything. But that's not true. There is a burden we have to carry as Christians. And this burden is one of living out new creation in the midst of the old. So if someone asks you, for example, are you reading your Bible? How is your Bible study going? Are you praying? Are you evangelizing? They're not taking us back to the law. They're not saying, they're not putting an undue burden uh, on us. And sometimes that can be the message that, hey, don't ask me anything about my, my lifestyle as a Christian, because that's between me and God. You have no business in it. And that's not consistent with scripture. That's, that's not consistent with Galatians chapter 6. Um, verse 2, that we have to carry each other's burdens. And there is a burden that we carry as Christians because we are now redeemed, renewed people of God, living new creation in the midst of the old. And as we saw in Acts 15, there's some specific things they were told to do as a Christian community. And, you know, we today are, are called to... Now, we, today we, didn't, we may not sacrifice food to idols and eat them in our cu cultural context. 
but certainly idolatry is rampant in our day and age also and we're called to not participate in idolatry and so hopefully that makes sense that as we unpack this that we're called to live practically christian living not as solo christians individually isolated without community but rather in community as the one family of all nations that is now participating in this new exodus journey we're not in egypt anymore we're not in promised land yet but we're actually in living out new creation in the midst of the old as a people of god so now let's go to verse three if anyone thinks they are something when they are not they deceive themselves each one should test their own actions then they take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one should carry their own load so what is this about when verse three if anyone thinks there's something when they are not this i think is a not so subtle jab at the community or the infiltrators that have infiltrated the community why do i say that well look at matthew chapter 6 and check out this language in the sermon on the mount that jesus uses in chapter 6 verse 1 for example jesus says be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them if you do you will have no reward from your father in heaven or in verse 5 in same chapter 6 Jesus says when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward in full so paul is speaking even as as a pharisee himself you know if you look at philippians chapter 3 look at how he describes himself in verse 4 he says do i myself have reason for such confidence and someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh i have more circumcised on the 8th day of the people of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law of Pharisee as for zeal persecuting the church as for righteousness based on the law faultless so Paul's own self designation is one of a Pharisee and so in verse 3 he's speaking to these infiltrators who have infiltrated this community and are comparing each other and they're basically saying you are out I'm in so if you want to be in you got to come be part of the in group which would include circumcision and so paul's writing to this church and saying no don't do that don't compare yourself don't be a pharisee don't just do it for the show don't just do it to look good in the eyes of some people because that's nothing that doesn't mean anything instead what do you do in verse 4 each one should test their own actions and take pride in themselves without comparing themselves to someone else and then he says for each one should carry their own load let's be responsible for what god calls us to without having to worry about what god is calling someone else to and this is a timeless message isn't it i certainly struggle with uh people approval and comparing sometimes comparing myself to someone else sometimes comparing the ministry i'm in with someone else sometimes comparing the impact of the ministry i'm in to someone else sometimes comparing my own um work in the ministry uh, to someone else and feeling inadequate or feeling man i am definitely not even close to the kind of thing someone else is doing for example and all of that is not really from god and so again the practice of christian living is so vital that we don't compare to someone else and neither do we do it for show to impress other people now when we turn to verse 6 you know you probably read this and you're wondering what's going on because check out verse 
Paul writes, nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with the instructor. This verse almost seems out of place uh, to the first five verses we just read. But I think, again, keeping the letter uh, context in mind, he's speaking of the infiltrators who are coming in to teach, right? They're teaching this community that in order for them to be the people of God, they have to be circumcised. So Paul is speaking to the community saying that we, we ought to be mindful of who is teaching us and that when we receive instruction that is the right instruction, we have good things to share with our instructor. And this is very similar to what Jesus says in Matthew 7 verse 18, where Jesus says a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear fruit, good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit, you will recognize them. So again, Paul is instructing this communi community to not, um, to not paint with broad strokes. Yes, the infiltrators are teaching uh, false gospel, but they're also people who are teaching the true gospel. And Paul says that, that we ought to share with those who do all good things, because good things come when gospel, good news is preached, the correct gospel is preached. Whereas when the wrong gospel, the false gospel is preached, bad things will, will come. We feel weighed down with guilt. Uh, we, we feel uh, inadequate. We feel unworthy. Whereas when the good gospel, when the right gospel, the good news is preached, good things do, are produced. And, and, and again, going back to Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit, for example, is a result of the right proper gospel being preached, that Jesus is king and has unleashed new creation amidst of old and has called all nations to come and be part of his family. So I want to end with this question. Do you find Christianity a burden? And do you feel weighed down? What I encourage you to um, think and pray about is how is your connection with King Jesus? The root produces the fruit. So if you're focused on the tasks of being a Christian, like reading our Bibles, praying, evangelizing, what have you, and you feel weighed down by it, I put forth before you that perhaps it's your connection with Jesus that first and foremost has to be um, strengthened. So you might be wondering, how do you do that? Well, the Bible study, prayer, evangelism, um, I don't mean to be um, uh, trivial about this, but honestly, that's really, uh, you gotta we have to feed faith in order to grow in faith. But also, I just want to add to the second point I want to make is going along with a poor connection with Jesus, perhaps we're having a poor connection with the community of Christ. Because again, notice Galatians 6 is written to community, and we're called to carry each other's burdens as a community, right? And so again, how do you improve your connection with the community? Um, well, you have to start with our, our relationship with Jesus and, and we have to be open with the community. Um, and that's a risk. Um, it is scary to be um, brutally vulnerable, but that's what is needed. If that's where you are in your walk with God, where you find uh, Christianity a burden, be open with someone. Um, just tell them how you're feeling and, and, and someone more mature. Uh, someone who won't just go, oh, yeah, I also feel burdened. Let's both of us feel burdened and just, you know, have a pity party. Uh, but really someone who's more mature and who's able to say, you know, thank you for sharing. 
let's let's uh, dig into the word let's let's pray let's encounter jesus and really be um, to, to experience the redemption the gift of redemption that he is offering us so hopefully this has been a helpful lesson i look forward to seeing you again next week when we will look at part two of practice of christian living